Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. Thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. Thank you for this opportunity to come before you and to have worship you in our giving. And as we look into your word this day, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our heart and that it will gain great root and that it will become a mighty oak in our lives. And that we will live according to your statutes, your judgments, and your precepts and principles. We thank you and we honor you for it all as we look into your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are into our third episode of our series called Help My Unbelief. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the fact that we have to make sure that our mind is in the right spot. And in that right spot, what I mean is sometimes we get ourselves in a position whereby we're not honest. We get ourselves in a position where we are not truthful. We get ourselves in a position where we are deceiving ourselves. But there's a word today that we're going to talk about. And in that word, we're going to reference and use for us to go forward. And so when we started this series, we looked at the first thing that we talked about was the journey. The journey of going from doubt to belief. We have been taught that doubt is a bad thing, but I've come to let you know that doubt is not a bad thing. Doubt actually is the foundation by which we move forward into getting a deeper understanding of what faith is all about. The second episode, we talked about the perspective, how we look at the situation and how our expectations cause us to have that outlook and how Jesus can come in and assist us with Moving in our faith. Remember, our battle is not over belief and unbelief. Our battle is over faith and doubt. But the funny thing is, you can have doubt and still have faith. You'll catch that? You can, you can do it. So let's talk about our definition. Our definition for today is, definitions for today is, the first one is doubt. Doubt means to waver or fluctuate in opinion, to hesitate, to be in suspense, to be in uncertainty. Our next word is going to be transparency. That is our word for today, transparency. 
that state or property of a body by which it suffers rays of light to pass through it, so that the object can be distinctly seen through it. So, our third episode, the subtitle is The Transparency. The Transparency. I was going to come up here with some Reynolds wrap and, and, and hold it up in front of you so that you can see uh, what transparency looks like. But uh, as I was getting my clothes ready, I remembered that my wife had purchased me this bow tie. And this bow tie, if you can see it, actually, you can see through it to my shirt because it has a level of transparency. You can see the purple dot, you can see everything on the outside of it, but you can also see through it. So let's talk about transparency. Transparency uh, is going to be revealed today in Mark the ninth chapter. We're going to start at that 20th verse, and we're going to go down to the 34 first verse I believe uh, but what I want to say to you is you got to read all of Mark ninth chapter to get a full understanding of what's going on there are some very significant things that are happening in Mark the ninth chapter Jesus and the, the uh, faithful three are up on the mountain while the rest of the disciples are down in the city while Jesus is up on the mountain, he happens to get a visit from Elijah and Moses. And they're up there having a conversation, and Peter, James, and John get opportunity to witness this. But while they're up there having this great moment, this man brings his son to the disciples and says, Hey, I, I need y'all to pray for my son. So they're praying for the son, and they're praying for the son, and they're praying for the son, and nothing seems to be happening. So what happens is, is that the people that are watching the disciples pray are starting to talk about the disciples because they cannot get this young man delivered. And so... They're having this big argument with the disciples as Jesus is coming down off of the mountain. And as they get close, Jesus says, what's going on? And the man says, I brought my son to your disciples and uh, nothing happened. And Jesus said, well, bring him to me. And here we are at verse number 20. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rode about foaming at the mouth. Verse 21 says, And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can... All things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, comma, help my unbelief. Yeah. 
That's what transparency does. Transparency makes you understand that I've got something that's hindering me, but I need to go ahead and deal with it. And so when Jesus saw the crowd come running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mutant death spirit, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out. And the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. I'm going to stop there at 27. And he arose. And it said, uh, so my first thing is, have you ever been desperate for something? Like when you're hungry or you're thirsty and you're desperate for something to fill you. Or if you're in a lot of pain and you want the pain to be taken away. Sometimes our doubt can drive that disappointment. But it should also be able to drive us, that doubt should drive us to find a remedy for what ails us. There is a story that I, I use when I'm coaching folks about these two old country guys sitting at, sitting up at the front gate of the house talking and the man's hound dog is sitting up there on the porch and he's and he's like well what's wrong with your dog and he says oh he's sitting on the nail and he said well well why don't he get up he said don't hurt him bad enough yet and so sometimes we get ourselves in situations whereby we get comfortable with the adversity or the pain that we're going through. But Jesus says, I can provide relief if you seek after me. So when we look at this story, we see that we have this father who is in desperate need of his son to be healed. I, I would hazard to say that this son has gone to doctors, he has gone to neurologists, he has gone to psychologists, he has gone to all the ologists he could find but was not getting any remedy. It says that the, I, I take the assumption that this young man had a little bit of age on him because he said he's been like this since he was a child. So that tells me that he's got a little bit of age on him. Says that it's his, uh, it's causing him to go into convulsions and throwing him down, throws him in the fire, throws him in the water. This just seems to want to destroy him. And he says, if you can do anything, Jesus, have mercy on us. Can you help us, Jesus? And Jesus got a little indignant. He said, if I can. He's, he's like, uh, uh, you, you're missing it out. He says, all things are possible for one who believes. All things are possible for the one who believes. All things are possible for the one who believes. I'm saying this to somebody. All things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, but I don't believe. Now we may look at that and say, that man is confused. But no, what he's saying is, I have a level 
of belief. I have a level of confidence that you're able, but simultaneously because of my history and the things that I've seen, the things that I have been involved with, the people that I have interacted with have now caused me to have a level of not totally believing that it's possible. Having this mindset that I believe it can happen, but I need you to reveal to me that it can happen so that I can remove this doubt. So this doubt caused him to go to Jesus. This doubt caused him to be honest with Jesus, caused him to be truthful with Jesus, caused him to be what? Transparent. And sometimes, little side note, sometimes we get ourselves in that mindset that I trust God and I know God knows everything and we verbalize it like I have my total confidence that God is able. But that little voice on the inside is telling you, to, giving you the whatabouts. Y'all know what the whatabouts are? The whatabouts are you remember last time you prayed and nothing happened? What about when you believe in God for and it didn't happen the way that you wanted to? What about when you prayed for this and it didn't come through? What about when you start dealing with the what abouts? God wants you to bring the what abouts with you when you come in in faith. Don't try to hide the whatabouts. Bring them on out. Because the whatabouts is about to be dealt with. If you go with the same mindset, God, I trust you, but I got some distrust because of some things that have happened. I need you to help me through this time period. You got to be transparent. We got to be honest. We got to be truthful. So when disappointment keeps showing up when disappointment keeps saying what about doubt be, may be become our natural reaction last time I tried this it didn't work last time I submitted this paperwork it, they denied it last time last time last time last time but you know what God likes sometimes to do a new thing Amen. God allows 400 years of captivity so he can show you how strong he is on your behalf. You just ask the Egyptians about what happened with that. So what we have to realize is that God can handle our questions and our struggles. Any question you have, God can handle it. Any struggle you have, he can handle it. We have told uh, congregations that when you go to God, you go by faith, which is true. But we imply that if you have doubt, you sinning and you can't go before God. I'm going to tell you right now, doubt ain't sin. Doubt is not sin. Doubt is the question in your mind to discover how deep and how strong your faith is. Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. Yeah. We have caused an environment whereby we cause people to believe 
if they have doubt based upon disappointments that they had in the past that they can't come before God. God says, bring all that. Come on, let's talk about it. Come on, let's, let's deal with it. Come on, let's deal with it. The whatabouts, the what is, all of that, let's deal with it. You praying, you get done praying, and you laying in your bed after you done got done praying, and you say, but what if it don't happen? See, that's what God wants you to come talk to him about it. If the what if comes, if the what about comes, you just say, hey, God, what, what, what do I do if this happens? What do I? See, we don't want to do that because we believe that if we do that, then we doubt him. Yes, yes, that's what you're doing. But we take our doubt to God so that God can show us that even in the midst of, his, of your doubt, that he can still perform miracles. Your doubt can't stop God. Your doubt cannot stop God from performing what he has declared to have happened in your life. We can look at this, this situation right here. We can see that Jesus didn't say, oh, you got unbelief? I can't help you. Jesus said, okay. He said, all right. You don't believe? Let me show you. But the key is, he was truthful. He was honest. He says, I believe that you're able, but I got these what else, these doubts based upon my past my history that's causing me uh, to be in a situation where I'm wavering. I don't want to be wavering, but the way I see it, I'm wavering. Can you help me? Yes. yes. I can help. Here's a, he said, I'm a present help in the time of trouble. That means he's a right now help. If you just bring it to him, quit trying to put it in the closet. You, you know what? Some, some of us uh, well, you know what? I saw this on television. I, I, I'll say it this way. I saw it on television. Dude was sitting in his house, just chilling, doing like living, you know, the bachelor life, just chilling. And his girl comes and presses the button and says, hey, I'm here. I'll be up in a minute. And so the dude looks around in the house. And that joker goes into hyper mode putting them dirty clothes in the closet, putting the dishes in the dishwasher, cleaning up, vacuuming, wiping stuff off, you know, doing, you know, then come to the door, and he done put on a little jacket and everything. Now, another one I saw is she went to the closet, and when she opened the closet, all the clothes just fell off on top of her. You know, sometimes that's what we do. Jesus says, I'm coming to visit, and we try to hide all that stuff in the closet. And Jesus will walk right in there. Hey, how you doing? And you'll be like, hey, Jesus, where you going? He said, I'm just coming over here to the closet. And you're like, no, don't open the closet. Jesus, Jesus, come here. Come here. And he opened up the closet. All the clothes fall on you, all embarrassed. He said, I couldn't help you do the laundry. But we, we get ourselves in because we have to be perfect in front of Jesus. Jesus already know you ain't perfect. So that's why it becomes this, this, this uh, pain in our mind that I have doubt so I can't go to God. No, See, that's what I'm trying to get y'all to understand through this series. 
take the doubt. With, come on, doubt. Let's go talk to Jesus. Y'all remember when y'all used to argue with your siblings? And then you just get to the point, come on, we're going to go talk to mama. We're going to go talk to daddy because this need to get settled. And they'd be like, no, 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 we don't need to talk to him. You're right, you're right, you're right. No, come on, let's go talk to him. You see what I'm saying? This is how God wants to deal with our doubt. Because our doubt will hinder us from seeing what God can do in our lives. Because when them what if start talking to you, then what about start talking to you? You'd be like, well, I ain't going to even pray about it. I already know it ain't going to happen. And so when this, young, when this man said, help my unbelief, what he was saying is, in this area, my faith is weak. Yes. Now notice what I said. My faith is weak in this area. Didn't say he didn't have no faith. He just says it's just weak in this area. I need something to help me. I need something to lift me. I need something to just to push me over the edge. Have y'all ever been lifting some things or trying to move something and you know you kind of doing it but when somebody come alongside you and grab the other end and they just be like come on let's get this on in there you'd be like oh I, I didn't know how long it's gonna take me by myself but now that I got help man let's go and get this thing in the house that's why I laugh at the folks you know uh, I'm not one of them men I, I'll go back to the car five times to bring all the groceries in I don't try to put them all on on every arm and around my neck and all I don't try to do no one trip thing I'll be like okay I can take about this much right now and then I'll come back and get it but some guys will be like they come in the house you know they got everything wrapped around no man come come get get some help so he the, the, the man is in this tension he's in this tension phase of wavering back and forth and I, listen I know that the Bible tells us that a, a, a man that a, 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 a unstable man is wavering and he's like the uh, uh, the sea waving back back and forth but see the thing the difference that I would say in this is his wavering is not between can he or can't he his wavering is I believe, but can he? You understand what I'm saying? It's not that he doesn't believe God can. It's just the fact that he's like, but what if he doesn't? Will he? There we go. Will he? That's where he's stuck. And so we, it's not the total dichotomous opposite one of another. It's like I'm here, but I just can't push it all the way over, and I just need a little help. Assistance. Yeah, some assistance. So he, he is being honest. He's being transparent because he said, Jesus, help my son and help me. Did y'all catch that? I believe for my son, but I need your help if you want me to believe with you. So sometimes when somebody says, I have doubt, we can be some rough people. You don't want to believe God? That ain't what they said. They're saying I have some doubt. They're saying I have some what ifs. They're saying I got some things going on in my mind. And what we should do is, we should, if we don't know the answer, say we don't know the answer, and we should assist them in finding the answer. Well, bro, I don't know. Well, let's, let's seek God together. Let's pray about it together. I don't know. Let's go ask somebody. Let's, I don't know. I don't know either. I never thought of it like that. Well, let's pursue it 
together. Because we have been told that our faith has to be unwavering. And, 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 and you know, you don't ask no questions. You don't ask the Lord no questions. Well, how are you going to get an answer if you don't ask no questions? Okay, I'm sorry. I kind of went into a little personal thing. But if you don't ask questions, how can you get an answer? One of the things that I like to do when, like when we're doing stuff for the church and we're meeting with someone that's, that, that's supposed to be a professional, I have one question that I always ask. What am I asking that I'm, what have I not asked that I should be asking? What am I not asking that I should be asking? Come on, baby. You didn't sat down with me. Because I don't know what I don't know. And when you ask them that, they'll say, oh, well, you could consider A, B, C, and D. You'd be like, mm-hmm, you wasn't going to say that until I, you see what I'm saying? But if you don't ask the question, you don't get the answer. And then you walking away like, you know what, I probably, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go with them because it didn't seem like, you know. And, and God's like, that's the person you need to talk to. You just didn't ask the right question. Because then you'll get an answer that will help you to close up what it is the need to find. We have, if we would look at doubt as a person being wounded, one of the things that we do in the Christian community is when a person is wounded, we bury them. A person is wounded, oh, you, you wounded? We're not talking to you. But what we should do with a wounded person is what? Treat the wound. If a person has a question, don't say, shut up and go sit in the corner. Let's go ahead and pursue the answer. Because usually you don't know the answer either, but because they came to you, you act like you shouldn't be asking that. Okay, I'm sorry. I done, I done went, into some, went into some personal stuff right there. Yeah, I got, yeah, I didn't get all out of my system. It's gay. One of my favorite um, long-range mentors, Dallas Willard, who was all about spiritual formation, having a good spiritual relationship with God. This is what he says. He says, it's impossible to go to heaven with a lot of doubts. And it's possible to go to hell with a lot of certainty. People do it every day. Wow. Say, it again. Say it again, okay. It is possible to go to heaven with a lot of doubts. And it is possible to go to hell with a lot of certainty. People do it every day. Say it one more time. It is possible to go to heaven with a lot of doubts. It is possible to go to hell with a lot of certainty. People do it every day. Y'all want, can, I, can I just jump into that for just a couple seconds? What we do is, if we are not pursuing after God, and the way that we pursue is by asking questions. Our pursuit is based upon our desire to know. But when you know everything, when you know everything, when you're in a room and you start talking about something, the person be like, yeah, and that's such and such and such. Then you say, you know what, I'm going to throw, throw a curveball. And what, 
You know, and such and such. And then they say, oh, yeah, I've done such and such and such and such. See, you get irritated with folks like that. You'd be like, I, I don't even want to talk to you. I heard it said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. But this is where we have, we have created an environment that if you doubt, then you have to cover up in front of everybody. I'm not doubting. I have total trust in God, and I know he's going to make a way. Well, I ain't that kind of person. I come up here, you know, I, 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 I kind of did a modification of this message on Monday with a, with a youth group. And, and one of the young ladies asked me, she said, do you have any doubts? I said, every Sunday morning. I said, I'm sitting there, I said, God, is this the right thing? Did I hear you correctly? God, I'm not sure. God, when y'all see me in that corner right before I come up here, that's what I'm saying. I said, God, just let this fall upon the lives of your people. I, I want this to be right, God. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to jump out here, God. Uh, hey. Hey, because I want this to be what God wants to give, because I know that we can sometimes get up here and pull up the newspaper and start talking about what we want to talk about. But I want you all to be filled with God's wisdom. I want you guys to know that God has the best for you. That is my whole pursuit. I want to create independent believers, meaning that they ain't depending on me to know that God is able. I want y'all to go through some things. I want y'all to go through some pains. I want y'all to feel that God is able. I, I tried to call pastor, but he, I couldn't reach him. Well, all right, call Jesus. Amen. There's an old song, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Because... His switchboard is never busy. Somebody's singing it now. Mm -hmm. But we have to realize that you can doubt and still have faith. <clears throat> doubt is not a sin. I want that to resonate with you. Because if you treat it as if it's sin, then you feel as if you can't go to God because you got sin in your life. Let me tell you something, baby. As long as you're in that body, you got sin. Because the, your body desires to only take care of itself and nobody else. But Jesus said that they'll know that we are Christians by how the love we show one toward another. Not how much you love yourself, but the love that you show towards one another. So, I'm going to finish with this. God, what he does is, he shows us compassion when we have our struggles and we have our doubts. Now we as a church should do the same thing. When somebody comes in here struggling, we don't tell them, don't struggle. We say, we know what struggle's about, but we know that God is able. You see what I'm saying? There are folks that do not, when you even mention the church around them, they have conniptions because Church has made them think that you're damaged, you're broken, and you are worthless, so don't come here because we're not going to do nothing for you. But that's not how God wanted us to operate. God wanted us to be a body, and the thing about the body is when the body gets injured, all parts of the body 
help to fix that injury. You stub that baby toe, your, elect your electrical system, your nervous system tells you you stubbed your toe and to hop around, <laughs> grab it, massage it, work it to, to alleviate some of that pain. And what's the first thing we always think? As soon as you stub that baby toe, I done broke that toe. Why? Because it hurt. And so then you sit there and you, 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 you be very delicate with how you deal with it until it feels like it's okay. Now, if you stub that big toe, then you ready to fight somebody. Then you ready to kick whatever you run into, whatever, whatever caused that problem. You like ready to fight. The baby toe would be like, ah, but that big toe, you'd be ready. Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry. But God wants to show us the compassion. He wants to help us through the struggle because he wants to equip us and empower us to help others to go through the struggle and to show compassion. Because this is not a social club. This is a hospital. This is not a, a meeting place whereby we come together to celebrate how good we are. It's a place where we come in with our injuries from the week, from our battles, and we get uh, the necessary uh, attention that we need so we can go back out and fight. We get encouraged. We get uh, empowered. We say, I got other, you know, I'm not the only one battling. There's other folks battling with me, and we are going to win this war. Amen. And when you get that feeling that I'm beat up this week, I'm feeling down this week, but if I can make it to the service, if I can just make it to the service, I believe pastor's going to say something. If pastor don't say something, somebody in the congregation going to say something that's going to encourage me and cause me to say, it's another week. Come on, let's get it on. Let's get it on. And we, if we have a doubt, if we have a what if, if we have a what about, that we can come and we can say, Lord, this is what's going on in my mind. Help me. Help my unbelief. Have something said, have something done that causes me to look past the what if. It has me look past the disappointment and lean more on you. Because that's what this is all about. Increasing our faith. This is not a fight against the devil. This is not a fight against the politics. This, is not, it, the, this, this whole battle is about your confidence in who God is. Okay? All right. Well, like, uh, what's his name? Forrest Gump says, that's all I got to say about that. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus, then we have an additional complication. Because in order for him to assist you with overcoming the what ifs, the disappointments and all that, you need to have a relationship with him. It's very hard for us as a human to talk to somebody that we don't feel that we can relate to. It's hard for us to talk to a person that we don't feel like we can connect with. And Jesus wants to connect with you. Now, it's a quite simple process by which you do this connection. The Bible says it like this. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. All you got to do is believe that Jesus is. Believe that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says that you will be saved. It even goes on to say, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God's whole 
thing is he wants to remove the penalty of sin from your life. Because the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We want you to walk in the eternal life side of life. We want you to walk in all that God has for you. And so with that being said, I want you to make a decision today to accept Jesus into your life. And if you made that decision today, I want you to let us know by contacting us at info at God's House CC. We are going to come alongside you. We're going to do everything within our ability and by the spirit of God to help you to become all that God has called for you to be. Let us know again at info at God's House And we will definitely do whatever is necessary, whatever you need in order to assist you with that process. All right. Well, friends and family, that's episode number three. It's in the books. And now we're getting ready to do episode number four, which we will do next week. You know, I ain't going to tell you what it is till you come next week. But I just want to tell you this, that we declare God's blessings to be upon you throughout this week in Jesus name.